0: Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today we have Sharzad Day with us. Thank you for being here. Sharzad is a host, a podcast host and a YouTuber known for being so funny, honest, and relatable, which is what we love about you the most.
1: Wow. Thank you for having me. Uh, Even though I I write that bio sometimes when I, when people ask for it, it's still nice when somebody says it back to me. I'm like, Oh yes, I am these things. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's so true though. I just wrote one for real estate and I was like, wow, I've come a long way and I don't think we always get to see ourselves the way other people do
1: 100 percent. yeah it's um it's funny I, I have to like remind myself of who I am sometimes you know because <laughs> I forget I'm like in my own little world I'm
0: like am I anybody anymore <laughs> <laughs>
1: right because you're the mom
0: to two young boys so I'm sure they like are this circle of your whole entire life
1: Yeah, and it's also such a humbling experience being a mother. I'm covered in boogers and farts, like, every day. So, yeah, quite humbling.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But then you also have, like, the glam side of life, too. So I feel like you do have a good yin to the yang over there.
1: I try really hard. There, Deep down inside, there is, like, two Sharzads that live. There's one that, like, loves to not wear makeup and be in nature and hike and be adventurous. I grew up camping, um, in Northern California where I'm from. And then there's this other side of me that's like, give me a gown and, a and, and a, I don't know why I was going to say red carpet. I don't think I've ever actually walked on a red carpet, but that sounds awesome. And I love getting my hair and makeup done. And I, I truly do love like getting decked out, wearing the bling and being fancy. Oh, so It makes you feel good. It does make me feel good. It makes me feel so good. And I, I hated 2020 for so many reasons, but Partially because I like couldn't tap into that other side of myself of like being sexy and fun and you know, a little crazy.
2: Yeah. Did you notice your content was different during COVID?
1: Yeah. I also noticed that I just like needed so many more breaks more than normal um, from from just being online, which I know we're gonna talk about a lot today, but for me, when I'm going through some shit, like, sorry, can I should, I, should I, I'll, I'll try and watch my potty mouth. Sometimes it slips out, but sorry if you heard S-H-I-T. When I'm going through something, uh, and I'm a little depressed or in a funk, being on social media exacerbates that significantly. And I know myself well enough to know that, uh, it's not a good idea for me to get online if I'm having a bad day, week, month, year, season, whatever. Um, so I found myself not wanting to go on and seeing anybody like enjoying 2020 and COVID and all that. Like people that are like, I lost 40 pounds and I wrote a book. I'm like, I did the opposite. (laughs) Who, Who are they? I haven't seen anyone lose 40 pounds. I have a friend who literally wrote and sold like two movies during COVID and also got in the best shape of her life. And I was, okay, I was genuinely happy for her deep down, of course, but I also was, I'm a, such an extrovert at heart that like, it was, it was just tough on me. I, and I'm sure obviously a lot of people, this is a, an experience where, you know, it was humbling for, for quite a few people in right. all walks of life.
0: Did That's you, a really good self-check to be like, if I have my phone and I'm about to push Instagram or Facebook, is this going to affect me in a positive way or a negative way?
1: And it's usually negative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally.
0: Yeah. Did you mute or, those
2: people or did you find like a routine that worked for you? Like do you time block or put a timer on?
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, I've been online for 10 years, right? Like I've had, I started really going for it in August, 2011 with a blog and a YouTube channel and hosting different shows online, some on TV. So I, I feel like I really had to create some boundaries a few years ago. I really, really felt like I needed to create boundaries when my mom got sick and when she passed away, that was super tough for me. And I needed to like, so much of what I felt like I was seeing online. And it's definitely because of what I was going through felt like white noise. My world felt like it was ending. And I was seeing this, like, you know, what I deemed to be white noise. And it really made me rethink the boundaries that I have for social media. Cause anything that was adding to my already sad state was not good you know, anything that was contributing to me feeling worse during that really tough season of my life was, you know, needed to be eliminated. So I started like creating boundaries. And then I kind of just have built on them to find a routine that sort of feels really good. And, you know, I'm a mom of a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, and I'm really, I'm pretty strict about them and their screen time too. And that again, has been something that I've sort of added layers on as I've gone and seen what works. I feel like the whole mom thing is kind of an experiment, you know, <laughs> like one, one month after the next, you know, it's kind of like, okay, let's try this, see if it works. If it does, we'll continue. If it doesn't, we'll do something different. It's so much pivoting and flexibility, but yeah, my, my routine, um, if you want me to go into it, I can, um, yeah, yeah share sure. Some tips. So I feel like the first thing that was really important for me was to put my phone not in my bedroom or by my bed, um, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard to do. I saw you guys both nodding, so maybe you've done it. Um, but I put my phone in the kitchen, and which is far, and there's no chance that I'm going to go down to the kitchen to look at my phone. I don't sleep that great. So of course, I'm sure you guys have heard that if you check your phone and you're scrolling it two, three in the morning, you're going to have an even worse time falling asleep. Um, So that was one thing. Also, all these like smart, influential people I heard talk about their morning routines for a while. And so many people said, you know, you don't want to see somebody else's life like first thing in the morning when you wake up, no matter how confident and happy you are, just getting like starting your day with a, with a mindless scroll is, is not the way you should start your day. It's like the exact opposite. So, so that was a really good step one of putting my phone far away. And that forced me to just like, if I woke up, just lay with my own thoughts for a second, wash my face, like just start my day just with my own thoughts instead of starting on with the scroll. And then I do the same thing before bed. I, I try and turn my, um, uh, you know, um, I put it on silent. I try to do that usually around like six or seven, like after dinner time. that way I don't hear any dinging and binging and I don't even feel like I need to check it. Um, and, and then I, I just put it away in the kitchen. I think that's a really good thing. Like my boyfriend
2: always loves to have his ding notifications on and it drives me insane because it's, it's like we sure have it with you but why does it have to be like quack quack like 24 <laughs> 7 it is it's, it's literally a quack it's because he's obsessed he's like, with the organ organ ducks go ducks that's hilarious but yeah, then I'll like nice secretly time. like click it down you know because it's easy to do and then I, he turns it on like really pretty quickly he notices that it's not quacking
1: yeah it's such a distraction like To hear a ding, no matter what you're doing, it takes you out of that moment. And I feel like I've been trying for three years at least now to really be present. You know, time can go by. I mean, life can go by so fast. And I really don't want to miss out on fun things that are happening around me. And a little ding makes me feel like I need to go check and see who needs something for me. And I don't have notifications that ding on from Instagram or any social media apps. I don't know if anybody still has that if they're listening, but there is a way that you can remove that so that your phone isn't always like, you know, buzzing and stuff. And, And being an online person, like there were days when I'd look at my phone first thing in the morning and somebody would say something so mean to me. I mean, that's a terrible way to start my day. I've been called every single thing you could possibly imagine on the internet and then some. And it's like, imagine if you see that when you wake up or right before you go to bed. I mean, it's like, it's just demoralizing.
2: I have something to say that might make people mad at us. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, so talking about screens and like kids, I was walking through like an outdoor mall and I looked in a restaurant and there was like a couple with their four kids. Number one, I think that's too many kids. But number two, (laughs) they all had headsets and tablets like no one was speaking even the parents and it really like I that no way to be I don't want to parent shame anyone because that's not none of my business I'm not a parent but I was like whoa what's the point
1: oh my god I'm really happy you brought that up brought that up I'm like like stuttering I'm too excited um but honestly sure I I almost like wanted to be like what are you doing Uh, Same kind of thing happened to me, I would say, um, just about two and a half years ago. We went to this really nice resort in Mexico and it was, you know, my husband and my two kids and the sun was setting. We have a view of this like amazing, like Mexican sunset. It was an expensive place. So if you were there, you were paying a lot of money to see the sunset. And the table next to us was all completely isolated on their devices not facing the sunset and it just made me mad and it was so and it made me mad because I'm like why did you spend this money to look at your dumb freaking phone? The attraction is out there and this should be a shared experience. That's why you guys in my mind are on vacation together is to, to to have a unique shared experience with your loved ones and and appreciate the nature that's right in front of you that you flew here for, that you spent money for. What are you doing on your phone? Get off your phone. It made me so mad. But I you know and that that brings me to like I my kids don't get iPads. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those psychos that like doesn't is psycho not PC But is
2: psycho like <laughs> is it not? I don't know. But I don't, it, know. I don't really think that not giving your little boys an iPad is the psycho. I think that other way everyone else is a little psycho for being whatever reason they need Detached. it. Detached. Detached. Lazy I, I, fired.
1: Yeah, totally. I will say like in the beginning of parenting Before I had my like boundaries in place with screens and before I really, I guess, understood the side effects of having my kids be on screens, I, my kids watched um, iPads and they would, my oldest would watch his iPad to like eat breakfast. And when I had two fairly close to each other, it felt like a nice break for like a second. And so I know that there's parents that are in different seasons that are like, I need a break and I don't care how I get it because my sanity is more important. And I totally get that if that's the season of parenting you're in, then that's what you need to do to survive. But then as my oldest was like around, I don't know, four and a half, I noticed he started getting really addicted to his screen. And if I took it away, it was drama. And if I put a timer on, it was drama. Like no matter what I did, even if I limited it to like 15 minutes every other day, it was still an issue. And he, he begged me for it all the time, which was annoying to me. Like, just stop. So I challenged him. I said, if you don't ask me, you don't look at your iPad and you don't even ask me for it for 30 days, I'll take you to universal studios and you can have a donut. And he, so we did this whole chart, we did this whole challenge and he absolutely crushed it. And then he, and then I have to say in those 30 days, his behavior got night and day significantly better. Our relationship was better. Everything was way better. And then when the 30 days was up, I was like, damn it, I really don't want to go back. Like this feels like wrong to just hand it over again after all the progress we made. So I started another challenge and then I basically just told him he can't watch it anymore.
0: There we <laughs> and go. And everybody probably didn't miss it because it was like 60 days. He like, I mean, a little bit, but maybe not he
1: Didn't really, so much. He, now he asks me every now and then. And of course, with like other parents who don't have the same rules as me, if he's at a friend's house or his cousin's house and they don't have the same rules, I'm more relaxed about it. And I let him watch screens with his cousins, for example, if we're on vacation with them, because I don't want to be so psycho and like, no, you have to sit in the other room while every other kid is playing on their iPad. It still bugs me, but I know that like at home, the rules are a little strict so that when we go out, we can be a little bit more relaxed. That's good, though, but because guess- he's
0: not going to go to college and just stream all day long. Right. <laughs> Instead of binge yes. drink or do drugs, he's like, I have to watch all these shows.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, it's like a fine line because I, I feel like like when I grew up Persian, and so my dad's from Iran, and I wasn't allowed to like have a boy call me, uh, and that didn't work out well. And <laughs> I became the most boy crazy person in the world. So I feel like if you're so restrictive, then your right. kids won't go in the opposite direction. So I'm like, okay, you can watch it with your friends at their house if it's being monitored and blah, 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 you know, but yeah. in my house under my room,
0: <laughs> it is proven that screen time re- re- releases endorphins in the brain, but then mm-hmm. at the same time, it negatively affects your impulse control. And that's what you see with like, you take away the screen time and then there's the meltdowns or. You know, like a lot of times with as grown women or teenagers that we work with, you take away the phone, they feel like they don't have any self-worth because they're not getting likes or comments or all this attention, like defining who you are in real life. So I think that's so important to tell like developing children like this isn't your world and this isn't your worth either well
2: you see that like with even with like our age group like if there's a lull in conversation people like pick up their phone like nothing's even happening on there it's just like this thing we've done to ourselves through just what society is putting out there
1: Totally. I try to be really mindful of that. Like I try to be the person that's not on my phone when I go and I'm standing in line somewhere or at the airport or whatever. I know it's really easy to pick up your phone and scroll, but no matter what I see, it's going to put me in some kind of mood and I don't want something to have so much control over my moods. You know what I mean? I also like really enjoy like eye contact and meeting people randomly. I've met friends in elevators. I've met friends in all sorts of places. And if had I been on my phone, I would have missed out on opportunities for connection, human connection, which I personally place a high value on. And everybody's different. And, you know, I'm not naive. I know technology is a part of our lives. I've made a career off of technology for the last decade. I grew up in Cupertino. I know how powerful and amazing technology can be. I also feel like, you know, there's we're just in the wild west with social media and there just aren't really clear cut boundaries yet. And it's so addictive for these little developing brains. Also you guys work with young girls. It can be just straight up dangerous. I'm not saying it can't be dangerous for boys, but it's a lot more dangerous for girls. Like the stories that I've heard of young girls getting catfished on the internet by people that they, you know, by celebrities, like, Oh, yeah. And, and you know, moms just barely intercepting like a meeting location that's been conducted between DMs between young girls who think they're going to meet up with a Jonas brother or something. I mean, the stories right. I've heard are mind blowing. And, and, and you know, unfortunately, it makes the job as a parent even harder because it's like a whole nother thing to monitor. And I don't know how teen moms do it. I feel like teenage years, it's really tricky.
2: Well, we had this girl that was, I think, eight at the time and she was on that game roblox or something okay you, know, where you like build and you spend a lot of money on it so that's a whole nother layer of you know being scammed. spending all mama's being, money <laughs> yeah and being like scammed out of humanity as right, a kid right, right. but this girl was in a chat and you can't write sex on there because that would like ping or flag you know into a kid's game but the adult behind the screen was like doing like hashtags and like emojis. Emo- like you could you knew what he was asking you but like he was asked like yeah a predator was on there talking to a little eight-year-old girl and then she told us like a camp and like obviously we told her parents but I was like wow you know when you actually hear it from like the kid that it's happened that's to, now, yeah and she's oh
0: eight. my god and she knew so what those cool.
2: like emojis and like symbols were so it was like that kind of took her innocence away that day at eight
1: that uh, makes me sick to my stomach. It just makes me absolutely sick. I think about myself as a little girl and as a teenager and how wild I was. And as I mentioned, boy, crazy. And I think of how I would have been the person that would not have done well with social media. Like it would have, I, I get FOMO. I'm not so much anymore, but there have been seasons of my life where I would be so depressed if I knew and my friends were hanging out with me or without me. Um, and then to see it like plastered all over the internet. you know. Yeah. For every, I mean, it's just really hurtful. I, yeah, it's a hard thing to navigate. I mean, I'm 38. I have a tough time navigating it too. I have boundaries in place and I do digital detoxes um, pretty regularly. And I try and find the joy in it. Cause there is joy. Like I talk a lot of smack about it, but there is joy. I mean, I get to have conversations with awesome sisters like you. There is good content. There are good creators. There are good people. Right. Um, but there, but it's like, you got to take the bad with all the good. And, and it's like, you need to find these, you know, really, I keep saying the word boundaries, but you got to find these boundaries so that you don't go absolutely insane in, in, in the process.
0: Right. Just like we want to protect the girls and the kids and our children. It's like, we also have to protect ourselves for our mm-hmm. mental health because otherwise we're just going down this huge rabbit hole. And I was wondering, what were you like growing up? Like, you're so energetic and you're radiant and you're so friendly and like magnetized. (laughs) I went, you know, people are just drawn, Magnetic. magnetic. People are drawn to you. So, where did your strong sense of self come from?
1: Thank you. What a nice compliment. Um, I have have two of the best parents and siblings on planet Earth, and I always felt like I really was grounded in my family. I have a big Persian family in the Bay Area. My family is, it's, it's so funny, just the other day I was at a party and my girlfriend's parents were at the party dancing, partying with us all. And it reminded me of how I grew up. And I was talking to a couple other people. I was like, did you guys grow up that way with like, like partying with your parents and stuff? And they were like, no, we never did that. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I mean, I partied with my parents and it, I don't know, I got to really be myself in front of them and they really encouraged individuality uh, at a super young age. And my older brother and little sister, who I know you guys have met, Mm -hmm. We all feel like, I feel like very grounded in who we are and where we're from. And that created a sense of like self-worth and confidence, but my childhood was awesome. I mean, I definitely, there was a couple dark moments between like 12 and 14 when I I went Extremely crazy, um, expelled from eighth grade, and just partied a little too hard.
2: Uh, <laughs> Party
1: definitely like went to rehab uh, before high school, summer after eighth grade. So it, it took things a little, little too far every now and then. But overall, like my protective factors were always in place. Like I always knew I could trust my parents. I always knew I could trust my brother and sister, and not just them. I have a ton of aunts and uncles that I knew always had my back and. You know, I was the kid that had a soccer game. I didn't just have my parents and my brother and sister. I had uncles and aunts at my soccer game. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, awesome. I had a Persian crew just <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so but it sounds like that beautiful. was all
2: based on like open communication. And I yeah. think that's hard for a lot of people to model. And like that probably trickled down from how like your dad was raised and how your mom was raised. Right. Yeah. Like, did you see that from your grandparents yeah. as well?
1: Um, no, no, my parents were definitely, I mean, my grandparents were great, but my, my mom was an extraordinary human. I mean, she was cut from a very special cloth and, um, she really led by example. I feel like with how, how confident she was and how she valued friendship and adventure. I mean, I've never in my life seen a woman with more friends than my Mm -hmm. mom. And she puts such a high value on friendships, female friendships, specifically friends with any dudes. And that was just naturally instilled because, you know, she just really led by example, which I mean, that's the best thing you can do as a parent in all areas, you know, and we can trace that back to social media habits. Like as a parent, you've got to lead by example with how much screen time you consume. So you see that, you know, so that your kids see your eyes. They don't just see you hunched over, ignoring them. They're going to think that something on your phone is significantly more important than them. And that's not going to create confidence and self-worth in a young developing kid. Um, So I really got lucky. I, I feel like from the second I knew who my parents were, I felt like the luckiest kid in the world to be born to them. And that's, that's just a, that I just feel like that's really special. Obviously not everybody can say that. I knew how special my relationship with my mom was and I'm lucky. I have a really great re- relationship with my dad too.
2: Yeah. So, when you yeah. mentioned the female friendships, we love talking about that. I think that's one of the best thing, all women parent, not parent, teacher, mentor, coach, like that is like the best thing you can model for women and for men that we mm-hmm. treat each other kindly. And you see your girl squad on your Instagram, like you share that you're a girl's girl. I'm I sure am. you can hang with the boys too, but what is like, what are some tips on how to be a good friend to females?
1: This is such a great subject. And mm-hmm. it's so, um, so interesting. Cause I feel like there's a lot of seasons with your friends, sometimes friends, uh, sometimes you're not going to be as close as you once were with a girlfriend. Sometimes you're going to have friend breakups that are really painful. And sometimes you just like move, move apart. But, but I, I mean, I try to be a really good listener just with any relationship that I'm in. I try and find people to put in my life that I really have a lot of respect for and that I have a great time with and that I, you know, who I really value. I put, I, you know, and again, I put a huge value on free, female friendships. I don't, I don't really have a lot of guy friends. I've got my kids, my brother, my husband, my dad, my uncles. Like I have awesome guys in my life, but I've never had a, a true guy friend. <laughs> I I don't know what that's like. Um, but you know, for, for my girlfriends, I, I mean, I just have so much respect for them and love. And um, I try not to put any pressure on them to be something to me that they can't be or anything like that. And I feel like the older you get and you throw motherhood and wife life or whatever in there you know you have to be realistic with your expectations of your friendships and stuff too um not everybody has a ton of time to do all the things that you may want to do and vice versa but clear communication respect and also does the person make you feel good do you make them feel good it's very simple actually at the end of the day when you walk away from hanging out with them are you happy or are you a little irritated it's just like a self check-in, you know, there's some people in my life who I feel like I've left their presence. And I'm like, I almost like need to detox from the, the lunch or dinner that I just had with them. You know, I'm like, Oh, I feel kind of icky. Or yeah, um, when their
0: text comes through, you're like, Oh no,
1: I will say one of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm out with a friend and they're on their freaking phone instead of hanging out with me. Right. obviously people have to check their phone here and there for if they're moms of course things come up but I hate being around people and they're on their phone and not hanging out with me it is so disrespectful to me so I choose women that aren't really addicted to their phone <laughs> and it's funny to say that but if you pay it attention fits. who you hang out with like and you see oh they're actually always on their phone when we eat or when we go somewhere or they need to like check something all the time or they need to like Fact check on Google for when we're having a conversation. It's like no, yeah, I'm more right. of like a '90s girl. Like let's just like have a conversation,
0: right? And, like, and this we'll night, there so you're like, oh, we didn't take any photos. Dang it! But you know, you were like so into the moment, mm-hmm. you just like couldn't bring out my phone to take a picture.
1: So you know, um, one of my besties, Dinah Trout, who you guys I think have had on here before we're we hang out all the time we have so few photos together because we're both the same we put our phones away and it's just like pippity pop laugh 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 laugh, <laughs> laugh, 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 okay oh my god it's we gotta go home yeah, you know? so <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and like we have like hardly any photos but that's the sign to me of like I don't know just a little bit more um we're just very present
2: yeah it's, yeah the gift and that's what friendship is is a gift so that your presence really leans it into is. if it's gonna be you know a long-term friendship which is fine but did you yeah. feel like with like what you learned during COVID and and just like everyone learned so many things what were friendships like tested in that time for you and like did you have a friendship detox because we don't really talk to many people anymore <laughs> and that is That's fine couple. it is fine with me and the ones that stuck around are lovely and they're homies and you do anything for them
1: you know I did. And as I mentioned, and as we talked about, I am a girl's girl, but I'm also somebody who checks in with myself a lot. Yeah. And if the relationship is not working, I'm, I have no problem like walking away from a relationship that I don't feel like is benefiting either person. I actually had two really significant friend breakups during COVID um, that I'm still like processing. Cause they felt like they were like, I am not really happy about the way either of them kind of are right now in this moment. And that being said, both these women separately from different parts of my life, I don't want to be friends with, but also I don't like the idea of like not honoring what we did have in a way, you know, like every relationship has value when you're in it and to walk away and feel like so much anger towards the person that you were friends with once upon a time, like also feels feels weird. So I'm actually in currently trying to figure out how to let go of anger towards the people that I'm no longer friends with, but it's a, it's a bit of a struggle. And actually I feel like nobody ever talks about like friend breakups. Um, but people go through them all the time. And I, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I broke up with two friends, um, and they were like full on, we are no longer friends anymore.
0: (laughs) Right. You you go through the same motions, not the like affectionate side, but obviously the emotional side of losing that bond and that true friend
1: totally totally the thing
0: nice. that I love the most that we do with the girls is we make we talk about friendship a lot because there's so much you know so social issues at school so it's like one comment can derail somebody you know or like make it a huge pivotal change in the social scene and we always have the girls sit down and journal like who do I feel my best around who am I my true self around even like, what am I wearing? What are we listening to? Our, what's our after-school snack? Like all of those things that you really don't realize that, you know, like, Oh, if I'm with Charzad, I go home feeling happy, but I'm with, if I'm with Jen, like go home and I'm like mean to my sister or, you know what I mean? Totally. It's so important mm-hmm. to teach people at a young age. Like, do you feel good when you leave that, that interaction? Yeah. Like there's always this energy exchange and sometimes I feel like people feel compelled to stay in a relationship because you've been friends since you were twelve, or because you had a business relationship. Mm-hmm. But if it's not serving you,
2: yeah, so are, even to move on. Some girls are always like, "Well, our parents are friends, yeah," and it's like, that's okay. That's kind of like a cousin that you like, like, and you, you know, you're, they're part of your family, but maybe you aren't as close. But it, there's just so many layers and so many versions of relationships that. Kids have to go through, and I don't think that we even give them that space sometimes to like be those little humans with all these feelings because they're going through it too,
1: right? But that's so valuable, guys, that Mm -hmm. you're doing that. I mean, just to get these girls to—it's checking in with themselves. You know, how do I feel after I leave this person's side? How do I feel after I spend some time hanging out and having dinner at their house or whatever? Like how do I feel? That's such a valuable thing that you guys are teaching these young girls. And it's such an important tool because I feel like women are almost taught to like push their intuitions away and like not check in with themselves. And what a bummer, you know, what a bummer that we've been taught that in some sort of roundabout way. Um, And it's, it's one of the most important things. I mean, you know, if not maybe the most important thing to check in with yourself, yeah, right? we are on a
0: hike. Fall. This is like so simple, but about women's intuition, we were on a hike and the trip with our friend Morgan. And she was like, this is the trailhead. And then at the trailhead, it said, <laughs> like trailhead moved up. And I knew it. I'm like, yeah, I know it's up the hill. And she's like, no, this is where we go. It's okay. And it was basically like, you're going to be given a ticket if you go. So we go.
2: <laughs> we're
0: like, <laughs> let's just step over these signs <laughs> and this fence, you know, a little exploration. But then there were like all these signs, all these signs were just like climbing, climbing. And then it's like, they legitimately put tree branches across the trail and the fire road. And I was like, We're like, maybe she was like, should we keep going? And I'm like, all three of us keep asking ourselves, should we keep going? Like our intuition is saying no, (laughs) and there's signs that say no. We need to honor this. (laughs) We're being
2: complete idiots. Right. We thought we were gonna get shot because we're in Idaho. So they're like, we're
1: gonna be hunted. Yeah, it's hunting season. or like a stray bullet from somebody thinking that, it, that something that they saw was an elk. And, you know, yeah, oh, I elk. look
2: like an elk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's a platinum
0: blonde elk.
1: I'm an elk. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's, yeah, Idaho, Idaho's is a whole new world. I want to come up there.
0: You're coming. We're going to have it's a party fun. in
1: the spring.
0: Yeah, we are. You can I'm definitely there, put so. your phone away and have the best time ever. I That's-
1: just think that, uh, Yeah digital detox is so important. Like, I I don't know, I'm older than you guys. I'm 38. So I remember high school without a phone. Mm -hmm. I remember college, like we weren't really on our phones. Sure. Facebook had like just come out, but it was not what it is now. Like you'd check it, like maybe on a Friday night, you'd check Facebook or something, but it wasn't like every hour on the hour, four hours, you're like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I just, I love a digital detox.
2: Well that's something that's really lovely about the community in Boise is that people aren't addicted like in like like we've LA. seen in LA. Yeah they don't have anything to prove to anybody. It's like we had this event with twenty-five women. We didn't say you know, a lot of things in LA you have to be like, we're gonna put our phones in this basket so you guys can chill out for a minute. <laughs> you know, you have to like take the phone out of their hands we didn't even have to mention it no one had their phone no I didn't see a phone no one had any pictures like I took a couple
0: but I led a guided meditation and everyone was just there with their eyes closed dropping in doing themselves like they weren't looking around they weren't looking at their friends they weren't like you know they were just there it was so beautiful I literally was like tearing up because i was like this is so powerful right now this is do you life feel like your souls
1: things. are like detoxing cuz you're not around like cell phones and stuff like in idaho like do you, does it <laughs> feel like just i mean i know geographically it's so different than la but in terms of yeah the phone usage being significantly less does it feel like your soul is just kind of breathing and detoxing and
0: for me like i would have never become a meditation teacher in la just like, because like everyone's so perfect and like so thin and so healthy and all this stuff and like so connected to different studios and communities like I feel like I didn't feel have a self-confidence to do what I really wanted and I love it yeah. so COVID I like did my certification and then it's like it feels so good here it's like I'm a leader I'm confident I know what I'm doing I don't care what anyone thinks of me and I'm building this little tribe of people and it's
1: beautiful I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you too. What a, what an awesome thing. I mean, that's a serious blessing that came out of COVID for you. Yeah. How cool is that? I feel like both of you guys like really pivoted well with COVID. You were like, cool. So LA is awful. Like get me out of here. It was
0: hard. We were in that apartment for 11 years. Yeah. And It was like the boxes were stacked up and like You know, you just get stuck and stagnant and it just didn't feel good for either one of us. It's kind of nuts though, that like a pandemic had to happen for us
2: to like feel moved to go forward in our lives. But that was a lot of people. But I was also like, man, hopefully next time, if I need a change, I don't need, you know, to be locked up to to get that. (laughs) Or maybe I'll do a little stint in jail or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's keep you not behind bars. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's not say that out loud. <laughs> yeah. Um that's so cool. I have just I I remember seeing Teddy your photos kept you kept posting in Idaho and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if she's just like on an extended vacation there. Like what is going on?" And then and then I thought maybe you moved there. See, social media can be great too. Like, you know, there are so many fun things. There are so many real relationships that I've developed from Mm -hmm. people that are on Instagram that are doing good stuff. And, you know, so I, I, I know it's, it's, I'm, I'm somebody who can say a lot of bad stuff about it. Cause like I said, I've been online for 10 years. I've seen every mean thing you could say, uh, has been said to me. And so that feels weird and icky to just even say out loud about all the meanness that I've received, but there's been so much goodness too. And, um, yeah, I mean, my my sister found you guys for our very first project. Yeah, I nice. know, you were like our first interview. I was like, we were so, so nervous. Scared. So <laughs> scared. Oh my God, you guys crushed it. I we had that. like sweat beads on our mustache, oh
0: on our upper lip. We <laughs> were oh. like What's drinking it? 20 glasses of coffee. We were just like, what? Like we like both black, like in the beginning, we would like black out doing Talking to anybody? Yeah, and I had like the biggest double Yeah, you are like, "What's your name?" I'm like,
2: what? <laughs> "Seriously, Sherlock? me? Watch it back! Oh my <laughs> god, this very so scary. Funny. What do you do? What's your mission? Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> so you always be like beach camp i'm like that's (laughs) not what we do i know (laughs) we're not even allowed to bring that up anymore because we don't do that obviously
1: but (laughs) you guys handled it so well and you just do so many amazing things and now (laughs) you have your pros
2: yeah it's much better now it feels more comfortable and more fun when you're comfortable you're having fun if you're just full of anxiety you're like garth you know (laughs) 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 that's it that's it He pretty much, like, (laughs) encompassed how I feel all the emotions all the time. I'd like to get by now. Yeah. (laughs) So,
0: side side story, (laughs) we're in Idaho. We're with our friend Morgan doing this illegal hike. Yep. (laughs) We're like, well, like we're not going to hike. We're like, let's just go back and go up to the top of the mountain. There's like a, it's called a bogus base. And then there's a roller coaster. Yeah. So Teddy's like, I've been thinking about this roller coaster for the last like year. And I'm like, let's go do it. You know, <laughs> 15 bucks is probably the last weekend before it gets cold. There we go. We're sitting there with our dog. Who's a German shepherd and her dog. She has a doodle. And this lady, like, everyone has dogs here, like, big dogs. And they're, like, all off leash and really well trained. Yeah. Except but, for our dog, Because they all
2: have electric collars on. You think they're all trained, but they're all just, like, electrocuting. <laughs> <Exactly. Right. laughs>
0: so this dog comes up, and Hart isn't the friendliest when he's off, on leash. So <laughs> this dog comes up, and we're, like, oh, like, we look at the lady. And, like, M- Morgan and I weren't saying anything. And then Teddy goes... put your leash on your dog please just like Garth
2: I'd like to get by now she's like put your leash on your dog now please but I didn't look at her I like looked
0: around but was saying it loudly in her direction I was like you are so Garth like that was the weirdest social interaction I've ever seen (laughs) (laughs)
1: love Garth love Garth love it love it love it um yeah that's a, that's fun guys you do you do a lot of fun stuff out there yeah, we
2: do. I mean <laughs> great story yeah. huh and
1: the roller coaster I'd love to nice. get by now the roller coaster
2: the roller coaster was a great time I like to over scream you know like no one yeah. needs to go to Disneyland with me because it's ridiculous I'm like on the elephants like
1: I, I'm a screamer too that sounds weird <laughs> but I love to like ah I think that's really
2: fun. it's way more fun But so this was so fun. And we always end our podcast with this question. What makes you feel most alive?
1: Oh my gosh. You asked me this once before Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I had a better answer then. Um, I feel really, really good about myself when I get a good night of sleep. Yeah. this like insane sleep routine that makes me feel my best. I feel like everything can be traced back to whether or not I'm rested.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that, that makes me feel alive. Otherwise I feel like a cracked out hot mess that can't make any of the decisions that I need to make. <laughs> I don't eat well. I don't work out. I don't drink enough water. It all goes back to sleep for me. That's kind so of a boring, boring, weird answer, but that's, that's really the first it. That my mind that feels like my truth.
0: Yeah. I have a life coach and she said, your self-care routine starts at night so i have yes. major morning, like, morning routine my morning routine starts at night so i have anxiety mm. and i like lay in bed and i'm like thinking like what's gonna happen to heart tomorrow <laughs> our dog yeah. i don't know i just like think a mile a minute so it's like i can't even imagine being a parent and like just like thinking what if so yeah. she makes me i do like a positive thinking meditation i do my whole skincare routine i get in bed i go i put myself in bed at 9:45. yeah you know, I wake up and I feel amazing. Mm
1: -hmm. And then
0: I do my meditation. I don't look at my phone and I do a little meditation and then I start my day.
1: It really sleep is so important. And I feel like I'm just learning how to sleep like just in the last like year. Cause I woke up so much with my kids for, I feel like there was like a four and a half year chunk where I was just waking up and and they've been sleeping great for over three years, but I didn't go back to sleeping great I mean, I, I still have like weird moments of weird seasons where I don't sleep that well, but for me, yeah. Sleep means if I get sleep, I'm going to have a better day. Yeah. And that's, that's just, it's black and white for me.
2: Do you do tea or an elixir or magnesium or melatonin? I do
1: magnesium. Um, Oh my God. My sleep routine is so funny and like OCD-ish, but I like Okay, the best sleep is like, if I take a shower or a bath and I have my legs very perfectly shaven, they can't be stubbly. That's the OCD part that's weird. I've woken up at like two in the morning to shave my legs and go back. What? Wow. Um, And then I need like socks. I spray magnesium spray on my feet or I do like a nice thick lotion on my feet with, and I put socks on like sleep socks. And then I like to sleep with shorts on. I can't sleep with pants. (laughs) I just like, I cannot. and then a really light shirt. And I prefer the temperature in my room to be cold, but then a thicker blanket on me. I mean, it's so much. And then of course I don't look at my phone, but I do read for about 20 to 30 minutes before bed. And I go to bed typically by like 9.30.
2: Yeah, I think that makes sense. And why not set yourself up for success to be the best you, you know? Yeah,
1: if I drink alcohol, even a glass of wine, it takes me like four days to recover. (laughs) It's so sad. it's so sad yeah
0: that's that's my thing Mm -hmm. i love it sleep makes you feel alive it does (laughs) i know i know (laughs) well thank you so much sharzad What are you up to next and where can people find you
1: um sharzad kiade uh just really on every social outlet that you can find um Hoping to bring back another season of my new conversation series, not my circle, hopefully doing a season two of that soon and in person, which would make me really, really happy, but that'll be in probably a few months. Um, But yeah, otherwise just, you know, being silly on the internet and then taking breaks when I need to, and hopefully coming up to Idaho for a fun little digital detox girls retreat with you ladies. Yes, That's what I'm like manifesting right now. Bring your sister. Oh, 100%. Yeah, she would love them thank you guys so much for having me on I enjoyed to just chat with you and connect with you so I really appreciate the opportunity
0: thanks to our guest for more information on her see the show notes please hit subscribe if you have not already that way a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week